Hello, my name is、uh, Brian Huang. I'm a Canadian artist, and I depict Vietnamese culture through my work. I'm here to talk about AI art today. Welcome to the Vietnamese. I'm your host, Kenneth Win. Being part of a culture of nearly a hundred million Vietnamese people in the world today comes with a lot of pain, proud history, and privilege. Join me as I highlight and explore the Vietnamese experience from all over. So you and I are sort of like kind of technophobes, yes. And, and I think a lot of people are not really up and up on technology. Maybe a small percentage of the population. How can you explain this new AI tech from your point of view as an artist? Okay, so again, like I just want to preface all this by saying I'm not a techn technologically advanced person. You know, I. I'm slow to adapt to new technology and stuff. Totally admit that. But what I know of this is that I've seen it, and I think it's pretty impressive. I've seen some of the stuff that it's been able to make, and it's mind blowing. It's really hard to tell between. Sometimes it's really hard to tell between like an actual painting and what the AI can produce and what it can generate. And this is before all the you know the legal issues. How I feel about it as an artist. Just as a piece of technology, it's incredible, and I kind of hate to admit that, but it is. And I, you know, a lot of the the people pro AI on that side of the argument, they have a lot of good points. You know, it, it's technology; you can't stop it. It's, it, it, I mean, it, it is incredible. <laughs> you know, that's that's all I can kind of start with for now. But yeah, and and. To preface the conversation that we're about to have, the reason I'm asking you about all of this AI stuff is not because you're a professional. I brought somebody in the professional rank,、uh, ranks、uh, to to talk about the tech side and、mm -hmm. and what their opinion is on the you know、uh, intellectual property rights、uh, side. But I want to talk to you、uh, as an artist who understands the way you produce art versus AI and how that is perhaps in conflict or If it actually is in union with you, the work that you、uh, will be doing in the next few years, that's why、yeah. I, I'm, I'm I'm asking these questions with you today. Yeah, for me personally, because、uh, I know a friend of mine, he showed it to me. He showed me the the technology a few weeks ago, and he works in the gaming industry. He does concept art, and for him, I can see he uses it as a, as a tool. What he'll do is he'll you know put in the prompts. He'll generate an image, and he'll get inspiration from that, and then he will add on to that. He'll add his own touch to it.、Uh, the problem I have is what I mean. Like even before we get into the copyright stuff, problem I have is when it's just produced on mass like this, and the people that are putting in the prompts are calling themselves the artists. I don't consider that very,、uh, you know. Correct, because you're not really executing the art; you're just putting in the prompts. To me, that's more in line with like an art director. You come up with a concept, you have an idea, and then you kind of tell the artist what to do. The artist, in this instance, being the AI. So when you know these these、uh, people putting in the prompts are winning art awards that they didn't technically execute; they just instructed an AI to do it. That I find is a little problematic.、Uh, you know what I mean? Like it, it's you didn't put in the work and the hours, the the years really. Like 
speaking as an artist, we have, you know, learned, we've practiced, failed for years of our lives to get to where we are. And then to have someone swoop in, type in a couple of words. And I, I know I'm, I'm very, I'm simplifying it. They, they, they come in and they re-prompt and this and that and the other thing. But still, you didn't execute it. You didn't spend years and years honing a, a skill. And then you're, you're winning awards. And I'm not saying AI art isn't beautiful. It is. But I think if we're going to do that, you should have your own category. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It, it's two different sets of skills here. So why would you have them competing with each other? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that nuance of separating, you know, what can be done on a machine versus what can be done through a human's touch is yeah. something that we going in, into the future should really kind of differentiate and create categories for. Absolutely. But at the same time now, we have to ask, what is the actual award for, right? I, I, and I think in the early days, a few months ago, there was... I can't remember, I should know this, but what the award was given to the the artist that created some rendition through AI, is that award given to the artist for curating a vision, to execute a vision? What is the award given to the artist for? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think, again, that goes to category, right? Like if you are talking about concept that's one thing you're talking about actual execution actual because you know when we create an illustration we're putting our actual hand into the work whether it's by a paintbrush or even like a wacom tablet you're still putting your touch on it but when you're and that's the execution but when you're uh talking about concept then i could see you know that is a, a different category in its own so the, the concept of creating the, the, the idea behind the AI-generated illustration, that should be a category separate from the actual execution of the, the piece itself. Because again, they're two completely different skill sets. Have you typed in Brian Huang art to prompt it under you yet? Uh, I'm, a, I'm kind of afraid to. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those ignorance is bliss kind of things. Because, <laughs> I mean... I, I, I don't think, like... I, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, this isn't me trying to sound humble. I don't think I'm big enough to have anyone type my name into the, the AI in, in such a... But, I mean, who knows? You know, like, it scrapes every corner of the internet. And I've posted a bunch of stuff on social media and I got a website. So I, I don't know, you know, but, but I haven't personally done it. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you do it and you can get back to me. I know. I was kind of afraid to do it. I was thinking about doing it, but I wanted to see, it was like one of those things where I just wanted to see if you did it. And the thing is this, your art is very, it's very unique. The colors are very unique, but it also is you, right? Like yes. somebody showed it something to me of one of your pieces, oh, it's maybe because I've already gone through your whole catalog and seen a lot of your work, but I think that a lot of people who follow you could recognize that that's in this style of Brian Huang, right? Whether you're big or you're not, you have it floating out there and it's scraping your website, yeah. your IG and all that. 
and it will produce things very eerily in the same way that you produce your artwork. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, again, I've, I've seen some of the, the examples that I follow a bunch of artists on Instagram and they've posted examples of people using their names in prompts. And you can, if you really look at it, it's kind of like what you were saying earlier, like you might not have the eye for it, but I've, I've, you know, studied these artists' work. So I can kind of see there's a bit of a difference that's them, but not exactly them. Right. But it's still, you know, you're still taking an aesthetic from something. And then this is when we get into the the, the copyright stuff. Yeah. And we'll get into that. You know, yeah. there's a funny thing. My brother and I, were we talk about this stuff all the time with the AI art. And he said that there was this artist, um, fairly well-known, people started to prompt his name and it got him notoriety, right? It got him fame. It got him more notice than the normal, typical buyer, art buyer in his world. So he got more requests and he got more uh, traction for his art. And, you know, the idea of people now getting to know you more, not just through social media or the actual publicity and, and, and marketing that you drive, but now because of this, I think it's called Lenza or whatever, all of Lenza, these things, yeah. yeah. Lenza is promoting you in some weird way, and now people are buying more of the original art. So that's sort of like a positive thing. And then what he did is he complained about it, and then the people at Lenza took his name out of the prompt, that you can't prompt his name. Oh, And really? I don't know if it was done like as a lesson to the guy, but his traffic just died. So hmm. the debate now is, okay, well... Lenza or any AI thing could replicate in your style, but at the end of the day, if I wanted to buy the original Brian Huang, then now I know like that has opened up a corridor for me to know who Brian Huang is, right? So yeah. that's sort of like the maybe the 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 silver lining. Yeah, I mean, like with, with any debate, you know, you're, you're there are advantages and disadvantages. There's right and wrong on both sides of the argument. I see the positivities of AI art, but I also see the negativities of it. And that is a perfect example, which one I never even thought of is just him gaining all this traction through this new technology. And, you know, that, that obviously is for sure a silver lining, but by the same token, it can be misused so easily. If you put in a prompt, you know, uh, Brian Huang, uh, homophobic, racist whatever yeah. right now you're using not me but you're using like my aesthetic to promote something that yeah. i am harshly against <laughs> and you know it's you just have to hope that never happens but it's out there it's like pandora's box is open you know so do you think you'll ever begin to incorporate the use of AI with your production flow? I don't see me doing it in the immediate future. I'm someone who never says never. I, I, I have an opinion on these things as they're new, but like I said, I'm very slow to adapt to technology. So as of right now, I don't have any plans to, and I like the way I work. I like, and if I were to ever use it, it would never be to just, generate an image and that would be the final art right because then again like then to me 
I'm not an artist, I'm just an art director. I'm telling the artist, again, in this case being the AI, what to do. I'm not executing the art myself. So if I were to use it, I would probably use it uh, the way my friend uses it, I was telling you about earlier. He does prompts and then he gets inspired by it. And then off of the uh, images that he generates through his AI, then from there, he will create his own piece of work. That I might see be doing, but it will never be like a finished piece of art. You know, it would it would cut down your time dramatic, you know, drastically, right? If you prompt something and you liked it and you're like, all right, well, I'll take a little bit of his, I'll take a little of that. Yeah. Send it all together. And for sure. And like again, like that that's and that's totally what he uses for. He says what used to take him, you know, two, three days to do, he can get done in like eight hours now. Wow. Because it's all yeah, it's it's all there. It, and for him, because he, he's not like in the, the fine art world, he's in the commercial world. He's a, a you know, concept artist for video games and stuff. So when they need an idea and he's hit a, 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 a block, like creator's mm -hmm. block, this is a perfect tool for him to use. And same with me, like I get inspired by looking at other art, uh, you know, other artists. So what is the difference between me just prompting my own? But again, I would never present that as a finished piece. I would just use it as a inspirational board, like a jumping off point. And I haven't done it yet, and I don't know if I ever will, uh, but I wouldn't be against it, you know? Yeah, because I, I think, I mean, this is a really raw and crude analogy, but I'm just gonna try to do it. It, it, to me, I feel, and I'm not an artist, uh, you know, I'm not a fine artist. So I, I think it's almost like, again, a very crude example, but it's like if you took lumberjacks maybe 200 years ago and they had these big saws and they're like sawing and then they get really bulky and they get they get their workout in and they're they're a league of their own. These lumberjacks are like very proud men and they're, you know, they're hacking away at these big uh, sequoia trees, you know, with, with each other. And they're brawny and then they enter these competitions and you know they're very you know proud about doing it manually and then along comes a hundred years later a chainsaw and the chainsaw just does it and then the culture of the lumberjack and the contest and muscle men sort of just kind of diminishes or becomes something else but you have a new way of doing it and it's just much faster i mean like 10 times faster and they still get the job done and it's safer and i i imagine the acceptance of an artist within the AI realm going from, you know, hard tools of, of, of you know, pen to, to pad, whether it's a, a, you know, a digital pad, it'll be just much quicker to go right into the chainsaw era of AI, if you will. See, uh, with that comparison, I would compare the chainsaw to the Photoshop era. You know, Photoshop has mm. cut back on a lot of time you can just easily if you make a mistake you can easily undo i still work a mixture of traditional and um photoshop i like to still have an original piece of art i still like the feeling of like paintbrush and pencil and pen on on a board or a paper so i still make all my images like that and what i'll do is i'll color it on photoshop and that definitely cuts back on time now what i would compare the ai era to is um I don't know what you call them, like the, the foreman, I guess, of the, the logging yeah. company, whatever, would tell, okay, I need this tree cut down, this tree cut down. They don't do the actual chainsaw or sawing. That's the artist's yeah. job. 
the, the, the lumberjack. The guy telling him what to do isn't a lumberjack. Mm. That's what I feel the people just putting in the prompts are. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. I'm just trying to make I'm just trying to make sense of all this really bothers me. This AI stuff bothers me because I think you and I it bothers me because the technophobic side of me of not wanting to lose the the art, not wanting to lose sort of the beauty. I, I guess because, you know, in the age of like, I think for me, Britney Spears and like all of this produced, overly produced, I think Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys, like at that time, for me, in my mind, it just felt like all the music from that period until now has followed into a very cookie cutter. I don't even know if the comparisons are even you know, to, to the AI art even makes sense. But in my mind, like music just got corrupted after we got off the analog, after we got off acoustic, we didn't have the virtuoso, virtuosic um, ability to play instruments and create that feel, right? Like a drummer, a jazz drummer has its, you know, there's pockets and there's feelings and there's highs and lows that are created organically through our hands or through our vocal cords. And yeah. I feel like I'm afraid to lose that once again in filmmaking and in screenwriting and all of the things that that are happening at a digital clip, digital digital um, speed. Yeah, I get it. I, I still think like with that, I still would compare to, you know, the Photoshop era. Yeah. Like when, when we, we, the ones, you know, the musicians that don't play traditional instruments, but they use synthesizer, they use computers, they're still creating it. You know, they're just using a different, a more advanced tool. They're still making it. Now that again, with the AI, I would compare to someone telling them that, oh, I need you to write a song the about, I don't know, you, you, broken hearts, whatever, right? <laughs> that person, I need you to write a song or, or a, a commercial jingle. This is our product. I need you to write a, a jingle, though. That's the person prompting the AI to generate, the prompting the musician to make a song, whatever instruments they use. But they're the ones telling the musician what to do, but like the person putting in the prompts. There, there's still, even with electronic music, there's still an execution to it. That, that there's a human hand writing the music, executing it, like manipulating their their own instruments whatever they happen to be traditional or electronic but then now aren't we extending ourselves into the person who is entering the prompt is now an artist right See, i i don't i think they are the the concept like they have the idea for it and you can call it a collaboration and if again like if they go in use that as a tool and then they tweak it. They put their own hand in it. They are doing some execution. They are putting some work into the actual finished image. But I feel that if all you're doing is putting in the prompt, the description, you're a great idea person. You're creative. I'm not saying you're not creative. I'm just saying you didn't make this art. You, you can't call yourself the artist. Maybe the author of the concept, the idea, that I, I can totally see an argument for. But the artist, 
I don't know, man. That's uh, yeah, this is going to be such a a hot topic going into the I next know. year. Uh, I, it, because because I know that there's some guys out there that are reworking the prompt over and over and over and training their AI to produce a certain image that they want in their yeah. head, and they there's a vision that this creative director yeah. sees, and ultimately they're morphing into becoming the artist. Now, the complicated part is they're morphing into becoming an artist on the backs of giants, on the backs of artists that have put in the time to do the work. And now it's like all of that work is uploaded and scraped by yeah, yeah. the quote unquote, the new artist or the creative director who is morphing into an artist. He's using building blocks that come from the artists that have done the work throughout the last hundred years. And yeah, that's yeah, and the tricky that's part. That's the problem I think a lot of artists have, myself included, is like I, I said earlier, you know, we've we've gone through all the 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 the, the battles, the learning, the practicing, you know, the ten thousand plus hours as Malcolm Gladwell says. Yeah. And then it's just taken without consent, compensation, you know, using like a lot of people have used the the, the music comparison, right? You can't just take pieces of like a Stevie Wonder song and sample it without compensation, without credit. You, you, you read any liner note back in when CDs were a thing. <laughs> you and me would understand that, maybe some of the younger people not so much, but you, know, you read the liner notes and you know track two on whatever samples this song written by yeah. Stevie Wonder from this song by Stevie Wonder. It's out there. It, it's credited, it's compensated, but with this, it's not, you know, it, it's just taken. And I, I do feel it is art theft. It's, mm. you know, we're, we're not, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I think it is a form of art theft for sure. But how do you think that the world is going to be able to mitigate that? How do you think they're going to be able to put that in some legal framework? Well, that's the thing. Like, if if I think the argument right now is, if you were able to do it for the music industry, why not the art, like the visual art community? You know, because I'm not a super expert on like legalities, laws, all that stuff. But I know the basic. Uh, I think there's this thing called the 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 Burn Convention from like 1880 something, where it was agreed upon by a lot of countries. I think almost 200 countries or something like that, like over 150 countries that once a piece of art, whether it's a painting, a piece of music, uh, a performance, once it has been made, it is automatically copywritten. You don't have to register it. It has to be an original piece, obviously. Like you can't just, you know, copy like a piece by another artist and then call it your own. And it's, that doesn't work. But if it's an original piece of art or music, by yourself it is automatically copywritten so this is copywritten work that the the ai is scraping from the internet so why aren't we being protected from that you know wow yeah it's, it's what a hot and, and i think that i think i don't know again like i don't know the, the history or the the legalities of it but i think now we have something called the um the wipo the uh, World Intellectual Property Organization, that 
I think, evolved from the Berne Convention, which also, again, protects creative works by art, original creative works by artists. When you go to a Comic-Con or one of these comic book conventions, typically, like at a big one um, in San Diego or LA, the first mm -hmm. floor is, you know, where all the original product, you know, you see Marvel product and all the toys and stuff. But if you go to the basement levels, you see all the art, the fan artists making renditions of the upstairs legal sort of, so they make yeah. all of this like Wolverine, but in the, in the style of like a chibi, you know, like a small, like a body, big head. They're just yeah. like riff on what intellectual property on the corporate level is existing and they'll just create some new fan art. That stuff is legal. That stuff is. I think there's a, it's quite a gray area. Yeah. That, I'm not, and I, I've, I've done that myself at conventions. I've, you know, I've used IPs. Uh, there's a gray area there. I don't know where the line is between, you know, where, where it's like ripping off an IP or fan art or, like there's the, the, the love parody too, right? You're allowed to parody something. Yeah. Is, does this count as a parody? I don't know that I, I don't really know how to speak on. Have you seen a proliferation of AI art in that way yet on the basement floor, quote unquote, the basement for proverbial basement floors of these conventions? Yeah. Not yet, but that is a big thing that crossed my mind. Once this started coming out, how much of this uh, are we starting gonna see you know at these these fan conventions and these booths and is like yeah i don't know like I, i'm trying so hard I'm, I'm trying really really hard not to be a gatekeeper i don't want to keep people from yeah producing these images that they enjoy but by the same token i would like a little just more understanding on on our part yeah you know a little empathy again, going through all the work that we've done and to have something just, our, our skills and our, our images taken to create something in a matter of minutes where we've spent years working on this. You, you gotta understand why we're a little upset about it, right? Totally, you know? of course. So yeah, so with the conventions, that I still don't know uh, exactly how I feel about it because I don't wanna keep people out. I want to welcome as many people in as they, they, you know, I'm not afraid of competition. I, Cause I know the people who like my work will follow my work and I support other artists too. So I like seeing new work, but are you, again, going back to like, are you, are you the artist of this? Did you execute it? Did you make it with your hands or did you just have a computer do it for you in like two minutes? It's a different, it's a yeah. different medium. My brother and I, when it first started, my brother and I were thinking about doing landscape, right? Take, for example, Jabendhan, which is the main market in District 1. Right. Yep. Just the facade of that, the OG original facade of it from the 70s, there's this sort of magical feel to, you know, the people on bicycles at the time going around the roundabout. And I was like, hey, can you do me something? Can you prompt it to where we can get a, a, a mul multiple feels of Jabendhan. And in the beginning, he couldn't find it, you know, because there was no prompt. And mm -hmm. I think after two weeks, he kept checking in, checking in, and then it showed up, 
Yes. Somehow it learned it or somebody put it in or I don't know what happened, but he figured it out and they are just gorgeous pictures. You know, there's just different feelings of that 70s era, yeah. but done in just so such cool colors and the precision and the and the quality of the the images were like that's when I started to think about you. I was like, I got to reach out to Brian. That's when I start to reach out. Yeah. That, 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 that's, <clears throat> that's what I mean. I've seen AI art. It's, it looks good. I, I, it's, it, it looks fantastic. Some of the images my friend showed me are stunning. If, if I didn't know better, I would put it up on my wall. But you it's know. weird. Like, why wouldn't it create bad looking art? Right? Like, why does well, it create? Yeah. It, it, I mean, it started out looking really crude, mm. but as technology goes, it gets better and better with anything. So now it's, it looks really, it looks really, really good. good. He'll, yeah. he'll hit the prompt and you'll see like 14 images show up and every one of them I would print out. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I mean, I could see somebody printing it out, framing it and then putting it in their house. And then yeah. the, the conversation started with these 12 panels on your wall and people are like, oh, what is this? And then you, you can explain, well, this is just different fields of Jabintan, right? It's like, yeah. So complicated. It is complicated. And that's, that's why it's just um, for me, I try again, I try to really see the positives of this. And I, and I do, but I do also lean back towards the, the art industry, how it affects artists, because it affects me. You know, so I think uh, when these AI companies are charging subscriptions and they're making millions of dollars off of art that they've scraped from other artists, images they've scraped from real working artists, and they're banking off of it, and the artists see nothing from that, I think there needs to be a compromise somewhere. I don't want to stall technology at all. If I did, I wouldn't have Photoshop to work with, which I do use, you know, you can't stop technology, but we have to f meet in the middle somewhere is what I, I think I would like to see, you know, some kind of credit or compensation for what we have contributed this willingly or not, but we have this, the AI technology wouldn't have existed without these existing illustrations to begin with. You know, it's it's hard to draw a parallel comparison side by side with the music industry and the art industry, because I think with the music industry after Napster, these companies like Spotify or Apple saw that they could democratize is not really the word, but bundle all of these artists, whether they're known or unknown. And I think for like the bigger artists, they lost all the money, right? I mean, big artists like, you know, it's like Aerosmith, U2, um, all the big names lost all the revenue and, and DVD sales or C CD sales, but they got the downloads. And all of the, the smaller artists, I think, benefited because now they could get their, you know, they don't have to go through A&R, they don't have to go through record labels, they could just put, pump out their own work, upload it. And a lot of people can see it, they get the word out, then people are going to the small shows in different towns that they post their tour dates, right? Yeah. Is there a parallel that we could say that artists in the future perhaps could p 
piggyback off of this sort of wonderful direction in technology? Yeah, I think there is a way. Um, just kind of going back to Spotify, though, for a second. I, I, I don't know the, the details, but I think it's it's pretty widely known that, um, what is it, it like every, you, the, the artist gets like a dime for every thousand or yeah, two thousand. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. It's pennies, like, come on, <laughs> you know? So I think there, there could be a model for sure. I, I think that's what the compromise is. If we, if every time our name goes into a prompt, mm. we get like a, a little residual whatever, right? And just because, and credit too. Like, again, it, it's this thing of just taking without permission all the work that the artists have put into it. And then these companies are making millions off of it. And again, these companies wouldn't have this AI to bank off of if there were no illustrations. Yes, from if there was nothing existing, they would have nothing no... Exists. Exactly. Nothing to mine. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, like I, I find creatives in all industries now are corporations are just eating up. You go back to music artists, Spotify pays them pennies and then they make money off of tour dates. But now... Ticketmaster and Live Nation are eating all of that oh. up. It's it, like where, where how Man. do you expect artists to survive? And it's like thrive? we're all slaves to these big corporate masters, you know. We are. We we are, and, and I don't know how this is. The tide is going to turn back. Uh, and we, you know, it's being with like legalities too. Like an artist does not have the, the time or the resources to fight to back fight back but what i read was what uh they could see happening is stock photo companies and stock art stock illustration companies possibly trying to fight back against ai generated art because they're they have like the resources to fight back they're a they're you know a whole industry in themselves and they're losing out to ai generated art as well so there's that I don't know what that means for us going forward, yeah. but it's, it's it's interesting to kind of think of what could possibly come from it. I, I wonder if there's any tech journals in art that is tracking the progress of this, or even legal journals that are tracking the legality of this intellectual property sort of scraping uh, out there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, like there's I I. I've read into it and I've talked to, you know, my friend about it. Uh, and it's just so unpredictable right now. I think we really don't know where it's going to end up a year from now. You know, it's, it's just still too new. I think. Yeah. There's not any like uh, precedent set yet for, for what this, this industry is going through. And you're not feeling any effect yet financially um, as a result of this no. technology? Not yet. Because uh, I, I, I feel, you know, this is why I'm, I'm really grateful for the people I do have following my work. Because I think they follow my work for the content, obviously, but knowing that it was made genuinely from a, from a, a place that a person felt passionate about. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I do. There's, there's that, that there's human authenticity. Connection. Yeah. There's an yeah, exactly. That's the perfect word for it. There's an authenticity. There's like the, the, the stuff I make, I really truly feel passionate about. And I think that's where a lot of uh, people who support me want to feel as well. You know, you listen to music. I like certain artists because you talk about them themselves, their experiences. You, there's a connection there. And uh, an AI-generated song might sound great, and I no knocking on on the music, but when there's that extra layer of connection, knowing that a, a person came up with this, it's just so much more impressive to me. And there's more of a connection. I hope that didn't sound pretentious. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> okay. This is a very tender space right now, I think, for artists, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a very touchy kind of like, you're fucking with my bread kind of space, you know? Yeah, oh, for sure. 100%, man. 100%. It's, uh, again, like, I'm, I'm not against technological advancements. And there is no stopping this. This, the cat is out of the bag. But I think there needs to be a middle ground. We can't keep letting these big tech corporations play us against each other. You know, like people are being pitted against artists, artists yeah. are being pitted against AI technology. And there's there's got to be a middle ground where, you know, there's some benefit to both sides and wow. not just the big tech corporation making the, the millions of dollars, the people who make the, the lens app. Yeah. And, you know, all that stuff. I, I can imagine one day where one of these programming one of these software programmers can figure out how to do a deep fake, like with my face, my, uh, my mannerisms, my speech patterns, and then they're going to have a prompt that will be able to just set up the 30 questions and then let it rip with another, you know, um, AI. Dude, just... I think, yo, man, I think we're already there. I think, I think it's out there. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Like these deep fakes are they're crazy. So scary. Yeah. It's fucked up just seeing how convincing it is yeah you know what I mean? it, it kind of like screws with your your head oh my god uh it's yeah i, I don't i don't know I, again maybe our generation isn't used to this technology moving so fast but i find it very scary you know you talk about uh, i i hate bringing this word up because it reminds me of that guy but fake news <laughs> it's so easy to make it now with the the deep fakes they yeah. can mimic your voice. They can mimic your face. Who's to say, like, they can just have you, again, misrepresent you, how you spot off, like, a bunch of, like, homophobic, transphobic, racist, misogynistic, whatever, and it looks and sounds like you. You know what I mean? You know why? I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I love doing these podcasts, but I think one of the reasons that I really like it, in it especially in a day like today, talking with you, is... A year from now, we're going to revisit all the stuff that we just talked about in the last few minutes. Mm -hmm. and then we could see the progress or the transition from where we are today with the unknown. Because yeah. we don't know what we don't know yet right now. And I think another, you know, it couldn't even, it probably is not even a year. It's like another six months and I'll get you back on and we're like, holy shit. Can you believe yeah. we had that kind of conversation six months ago? And here we are today. I know. And we're going to see what we got right and what we got wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a whole lot of upsides 
for creators, creatives like us, I only see downsides sometimes. And I'm trying to not disempower my 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 being when I think about, you know, the creation of art and 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 you know, because art and, and expression is beauty. It's just, you know, why are we going through life if we can't have these modes of expression, right? But then it, it all goes to AI and, you know, these things are creating it. So it, where, do, where does the artist cra uh, yeah. class get left That's out? That's what I mean. You know, so like when, when this is why I, I use the, the word artist and creator separately. Like, again, going back to the, the, the prompt example I mentioned earlier, that is the person's idea. The person putting the prompt, I'm not saying they're not creative. They have an idea. They have a concept in their head that's creative. But if you didn't execute the art, I'm sorry, I'm using that word execute so much. I'm sure your listeners are, we get it, execution, blah, blah, blah. But it's the only way I, I kind of know how to no explain worries, yeah. it from my, from my point of view. But you can actually use your own hands to make the art using whatever, like Photoshop, traditional. Then you you can claim maybe authorship of the idea and the concept. And you are the creator of the idea, but you didn't create the image itself. So that image was created by scraping the internet, which again, goes back to my point of, there's gotta be a middle ground. You know, we, we don't have to keep fighting back and forth because technology is always gonna win out. Yeah, it, for, for sure. You know, then where does that leave this industry that has that's first of all not easy to get into and then the people who have gotten into it have been really passionate about it and now it's just being taken without any you know exchange right so i, I just don't see it as being fair the way it is right now i think there's there is an answer out there there's there is a compromise out there we just got to find it and Hope both sides kind of are able to meet in the middle. Some some entrepreneur is going to find it. I hope somebody's going to yeah. find a, a fair solution for all of this and and do it right. And yeah, and like again, like uh, if you you, I, I don't want to keep people out of creating images that they enjoy, but you gotta know, you know, I don't know, you, you just gotta know where the categories lie. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 What other applications in the world of creativity do you see this sort of technology expanding into other than art? Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, I guess the question is, what other areas in the creative uh, field of visual um, exercises do you see this uh, bleeding into? Well, like you just mentioned, uh, it's going to bleed into video animation, it's going to get to a point, I think, where an AI can basically write and animate yeah. or deep fake, whatever, a, a full movie. And so now when that happens, where does that leave script writers, screenwriters, directors, uh, camera operators? You're, you're wiping out so much yeah. of an, a giant industry. You know, and I'm not saying that's going to happen anytime soon, but I could see it happening for sure. I I think soon is like a a year till it actually turns over. You know, you never know, man. Yeah, like, this year is going to be a, coming. 
Yeah, this shit's going so fast. So fast. Be- because the technology is there, the application real uses is not there yet. But yeah. the ability to do it, like if you needed to write a book and you need to form chapters and subheadings of the chat, those things are, all, you can do it now. I know. I, I like, what is that? That uh, AI GP, GTS or GPS? Yeah, chat GPT. Chat, chat, yeah, that. That. Oh. Out of control. It is. So now we got you know, like, uh, authors, editors, uh, I'd been, I'd been writing a grant. My team and I've been working on a grant for a, uh, docu-series that we're working on for April 30. And, um, we well, there's four producers working on it and we split the, the work up and literally we're like on a zoom call for like two, three hours, you know, a few times a week to work on this thing. So they'll split it up, they'll divvy it up and they'll tell each other, well, we need this component we need this section to be written in um give us a distribution plan for this type of thing so i go into chat gpt and it breaks it down beautifully and i just go in and tweak it to add our name or our project name in it and it cuts 90 percent of the work completely out it's already here now with chat gpt yeah and that's what i mean like there, there are definite benefits to using this ai technology for sure you know, you, you, you can prompt something for inspiration. You need like a certain thing to use as reference. You can prompt it. But when you are creating that, that image and then presenting it as a final piece of art without ever putting your own hand into it and then banking off of that, uh, you know, that's where I kind of have a problem. Yeah, it's murky waters. Yeah, you're you're making money off of something that you kind of didn't really do. You had the idea for, but you didn't really make it. You told that computer to make it. Damn, that's like the line of sand. I really am curious to to know where this is all going, and what country yeah, I, is take up the flag to, to run this, you know, into legislation to make it sort of all fair, right? This is when you need the government to really jump in and and be referee. Oh, for sure. There's got to be some regulation. There's also, you know, I think there's a, I think there's this law that allows you to create AI and it's completely legal for research purposes for to like learn AI development, uh, but you're not allowed to monetize the final product. So what one of the AI application companies have done is that they hired a third party research uh, firm to do all that, but because they own it, they monetize the end product. So technically, it's they found a loophole. Wow. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know the details of it. I can't remember which. Uh, it's it's one of the the more famous, one of the bigger ones uh, out there right now. But yeah, you know, going forward in twenty twenty three, since we're at the start of it, are you thinking of anything? Does it slow you down, like emotionally, mentally? Is it fucking with you? To know that AI this is, stuff, yeah, no, uh, I'm still, you know, at, at where I am right now, I'm still just pushing along. I'm kind of uh, like, you know, I read a little bit about it. I don't go too too deep into the rabbit hole because then, uh, you know, I, I just it doesn't affect me immediately right away. It does affect me. It affects all artists, but where I am right now, I'm just. I just don't need that distraction. Yeah. 
So I just am kind of pushing forward with the work that I've always been doing, kind of having it on the sideline and not completely ignoring it. I know it's there, but I just can't let it affect my work right now until, you know, like I don't want to sound like, uh, oh, it doesn't concern me. I'll worry about it when it does. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying I, it's just too much of a distraction for me right now. I need to keep making the work that I'm doing for the time being to, well, you know, survive and make it, money and put food on the table, pay yeah. rent, pay bills. Cause this is what does. It's my, my artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I've like all this here was from art, which I'm so grateful for. And to have something eat into that again, like it's not, fear of competition but it's fear of something so massive on a big grand yeah. scale stealing an entire industry not from an individual but from an entire industry it's 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 really threatening it is yeah well hopefully we can revisit this in a few months and you know there's progress to be made um whether it's the technology or the legislation and you know, I want to plant the seed here. You know, I want to yeah. keep up with this because uh, you're one of the, the artists that I love and, and, and adore your work. And Thank you, know, you I want to see if there's any more development that we can talk about um, in the future. And I appreciate you know, that. Man. Today Thank we you. start here. Yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah. We're going to see. We're definitely, and it's going to go fast too. Technology's yeah. fast. It's fast. So it's, it might not be a year. It might be three months that we're back here and we're like, holy shit, Brian, can you believe like the yeah. last three months and my answer will be like no i can't fucking believe it <laughs> <laughs> brian thank you so much man today was fun of course man scary yeah, course. but fun a pleasure. Yeah. yeah always a pleasure to be on your show appreciate you having me on again of course happy new year happy thank you brian my pleasure man take care thank you for listening to the vietnamese with kenneth win the vietnamese is produced by Brittany tran Special thanks to Jane Wynn, Catherine Wynn, Tina Pham, Sydney Jamie, and Christo Trin. Please find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at The Vietnamese Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube where you can subscribe, like, and comment. Please rate and give us a review wherever you find our podcasts.